I literally say eat the frog. You've got to eat the frog. So if anyone's not familiar with that, it's kind of like do the most important thing first before anything else. Yeah, because it's really gross. It is gross. (laughs) It is gross. Someone asked me what's behind that phrase and I Googled it. It's because frogs leap and jump away. And so things get away from you during the day. Oh, I figured it was just because they must taste horrible. So you just want to get that out of the way. Well, that too. I think (laughs) that too. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social podcast. I'm your host, the grand high poobah of all things at Wingnut Social, Darla Jethro Powell. And today's guest, Andrea Libros, is going to tell us why goal setting is so important. If you're out there just spraying and praying and winging it and just day by day, this is really doing a detriment. Is that correct? Is that the correct usage of that, Jerry Sarudi, to your business? And she's going to walk us through why that is. But before we get into that, we have some housekeeping. This month's webinar on September the 28th at 11 a.m. is with none other than the fabulous and amazing Claire Jefford. And she's going to talk to us all about pricing our services and becoming profitable. And you're going to want to head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check the Wingnut Academy dropdown for Wingnut webinars, and get all the information for the deets for that bad boy there. And it's free, 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 free. And we will see you there. Also, make sure you sign up for updates for Wingnut Academy. Our first course, Instagram for Interior Designers, is launching in October. And it is one big meaty bad boy. If you are not in a position to delegate your social media marketing right now on Instagram, and you want a real plan and a real strategy to reach your ideal clients, then this is the course for you. Again, that's wingnutsocial.com slash wingnutacademy, <laughs> or check the drop down there. Thank you. All right, that's it for housekeeping. I think you all know what time it is. It's time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, welcome back, Alicia McAfee, to the mini news. This week, we're talking about Pinterest in there, putting out something new and exciting. What is it? Yeah, so they just released a new app called Shuffles. And basically, it's an app where you can go in there and you can create some custom collages and it pulls photos from Pinterest or you can add your own or pull from a website or something. And whenever you go in there and you can create these collages, they're obviously very visual. You can make a mood board for how you want your room designed or for a client, like what you think they'll want. And basically, when someone clicks on it, it takes you back to the website. So if you're pulling images of your past designs, but using different elements to show a client, it's going to show them how you use these elements in another design. Oh, I see. So is this an entirely separate app apart from Pinterest? It's just like produced by them? Yeah, exactly. So it is called Shuffles. It's a completely separate app, but it really works well with Pinterest. So you can pull from Pinterest or you can share it to a Pinterest board. But yeah, it is completely separate and it is invite only at this point. Ah, okay. So sounds like a little bit of an invite beta situation. So I'm wondering, is this a response to Instagram doubling down on video? Is it an image focused platform only? Are they taking advantage of that? Possibly. I don't know the answer to that, Darla. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be. I hadn't thought of it like that, but it very well could be. It is image-based, but there there are ways to animate because we know that video is king these days. So there are ways to animate the collages. But 
really, I think it's kind of a way for people to have fun. Whereas Mm -hmm. social media has become so like everyone's competing and you have to be consistent and all of this. And I think that this is just a way for people to share what they like and share mood boards and everything, but also have fun while doing it. And there's not as much pressure as there is with Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or anything else. Yet. (laughs) Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, how, exactly. How does one go about getting an invitation to this? We just sit around and wait for it to fall in our inbox. Can we be proactive? So as of right now, if you know someone that has this, then you can get an invite from them. I got an invite from a Facebook group that I'm in. And so maybe Wingnut Social can start like a little train of <laughs> An <invites>. invite train? <laughs> an okay. invite train. That's basically how I got an invite to it. The other caveat is it is only for iOS users. Uh Yeah, this is reminding me of Clubhouse when it first came out. It was invite only and only for Apple users. So that's how it is now. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know if it's going to eventually stop being invite only and expand to Android users, but fingers crossed. So we'll see. (laughs) If you're an interior designer, why would we even bother with this platform? I mean, we already have Pinterest, we already have Instagram. What is in it for us? Well, first and foremost, I will say this is the shiny new toy. And so everyone wants to take a chance at getting on this new app. So it's fun. I think it's more fun than Instagram or Pinterest. And it's very visual. So Instagram is obviously moving towards video. And so I think maybe this could be something that is keeping us on just images. There are ways to animate, but I think it is image focused. And so I think that as an interior designer, you can create mood boards on here and send them to your client or your client can send one to you. And it's really great because it links back to your website or whatever. And so it's really fun. It's really great. And I think that it's super visual and very helpful for mood boards. All right. Well, let's get out there and try to get those invite links and at least try it and play around with it. And you know my philosophy. I mean, if you have something new, at least uh, put a flag in there, get some real estate and put your username in there so you can at least reserve that. You never know. It could be the next big thing. Alicia McAfee, thank you again for joining us on the Mini News. Thanks for having me. Mini News Sash. Yeah. Andrea Libros graduated from Dartmouth College and she and her husband left the Northeast and made their way to Indianapolis. Over the last few decades, Andrea has started three successful businesses and ultimately became a certified business and life coach, all while raising two kids and several giant puppies. Yeah, giant puppies are a thing. We're going to find out what those are because what the hell is a giant puppy? Sounds amazing and also maybe a little scary. (laughs) Her goal is to help bold, ambitious women create their own custom secret sauce for success by combining just two ingredients, the right mindset and solid systems, wingnuts. Help me in welcoming Andrea Libros to the show. Hey there, Andrea Libros. How the hell are you? Welcome to the show. I am great. How are you? I'm doing stellar. I just had a killer steak sandwich. It's a nice 90 degree day here in Southern Maryland. What could be better? 
What could be better? It's rainy and uh, 85. So the humidity is about 100% here. Oh, very nice. What is your background there? Are you, you look very nice and secure and cozy in your bunker. I'm in a, my office, which is above our garage. So the ceiling's kind of slanted <laughs> and I'm in the corner and this is just nice, my, little, nice, nice. my little corner. If you guys are listening to this podcast, this is also airing on our YouTube channel designed by Wingnut Social. So go over there and subscribe so you can get these delicious visuals. So Andrea, I did tell the audience about your background, a little bit about you And my first question I want to open up with, and this is the most burning question probably of the whole show, is what is a giant puppy? A giant puppy is a Leon burger. Have you ever seen a Leon burger before? Sounds delicious. No, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) A Leon burger is, it's a breed. They're kind of Newfoundlands, Bernie's Mountain Dogs, St. Bernard, all sort of put together and they look like lions. So like Leon burger is, they're German. So we have one that's 140 pounds and the other one's like 120 pounds. So nice. they shed, they're big. Yeah. And you love them, <laughs> yes. clearly. Okay, I cool. do love them, but they're not very helpful when you want to clean up fast because yeah, they yeah, right? get muddy paws and everything else. Your guests need advance notice. Got it. They do. They actually have to brace themselves <laughs> when they come through the door. So give us fair warning. My- Mine do too, and it's only for a corgi, so I can only imagine. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so today- That's like nothing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She's the princess and she knows it. So today we're talking about mindset and focus, which is part of the focus of our conversation today. And I want to start out by talking about the shiny object syndrome. You know what I mean? Is not focusing on the one thing or the one, two, or maybe even three things that you know are your wheelhouse, your strength, your niche. That's what's making you the money. But instead you're seeing, oh, there's a bird or there's a dog. Oh, let me do this. And full transparency, I am a huge sufferer of this. (laughs) So so let's talk about that. Let's talk about why that is damaging and why it's better to just kind of put those blinders on sometimes. Yeah. So I'll give you a great example story that happened last week, actually. So I have a client who's an interior designer, ironically. I have lots of different clients in lots of different fields, but she is an interior designer and this happened. And we've been working together for about 18 months. Her business has doubled. I mean, she's rocking it. She's really doing a great job and enjoying it. And she got on the call with me and said, hey, I've been thinking about this and I really want your opinion. I really love a brand of exercise clothes that's sold directly to customers. And I think I want to kind of join that and get my foot in on network marketing. What do you think? And I said, okay, they're just very neutral. Why? She said, well, I think it would be really fun. And I think it would be exciting. And I said, all right, I could see how it'd be fun and exciting. I said, but what, what about your business? Isn't that fun and exciting? And she's like, said, Yeah. I said, all right, well, what if we just stick with that? What if we just stick with that? What if we don't do the fun and exciting direct sales? So I think a lot of times we're looking, okay, for fun, exciting, new, adventurous, and that's where we fall into the trap of the shiny object syndrome. Mm -hmm. So really what has to happen though is because I was able to bring her back and say, all right, what's your three-year vision for your business? What's in our one-year plan? What are we working on this quarter? Okay, is that going to fit into this whole scheme? Well, no, she says. (laughs) So if you have a big enough vision, 
then you quickly, if you catch yourself, can go right back to what you have set out to do. How much of that is dopamine related and just needing that instant gratification <laughs> of the new, right? Of the new thing, yeah. of the new exciting thing and yeah. having the discipline to see that initial thing out to fruition, completion, because mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? It, I do know what you mean. These shiny things are shiny and attractive for a reason. They are shiny and attractive for a reason. So I think when I encourage my clients to write goals, I use this smarter with an ER at the end framework. And that E does stand for exciting. Okay. And the R can stand for risky. So they're not just smart goals, they're smarter. So if your goals do have to have an element of shiny object syndrome in a way already built into them to give you that excitement. Now, this particular client is writing an ebook and she actually has finished it. Okay. And we haven't really launched it yet. So I brought her back to that. Weren't we super excited about the launch of this ebook? Like, what's going on with that? That was going to be something new you were adding into your business. Total shiny object, but yet it integrates. What about that? Oh, she said. So it's kind of, you've got to have excitement and risk built in to what your focus, to help you stay focused, Mm -hmm. actually. Here at Wingnut Social, every now and then we'll get clients emailing us, oh, I I had this collaborator inquiry wants to reach out and wants to do A, B, C, and D that really isn't related to their business, but they're flattered and excited and they're maybe bored. So, right. <laughs> so right. yeah, but to say, um, you know what, you know, the same thing, how is that helping your bottom line? And I do understand the fun part and the exciting and the new thing. But, and I think this day and age that we live in, right, with everything so immediate, instant gratification everywhere. It's just, that's, it's hard. It's hard to break that cycle. So Andrew, you did mention goals and goal setting. Let's talk a little bit more about a successful way to do that. And why can't we just put our nose to the grindstone and just keep going? What is the importance of goal setting? Just do it. Well, I think if we have goals that are measurable, specific, action-oriented, exciting, risky, time-bound, all of the things in that smarter framework, once you really start to believe in them, they can bring you back from the shiny object syndrome. They also, though, can prevent you from what I call buffering. So buffering on a computer is that little rainbow circle that goes around sometimes. But we as citizens of uh, 2022 have so many things that we can buffer with. Netflix, emptying the dishwasher, checking your email box, right? So All those things are preventing you or getting in your way. They're almost like roadblocks to doing what you really want to do. So what goals really are, are just your priorities written down, right? I like to think of them as priorities that are written down that you can then plan from. Then you can schedule your time. So it's almost like you've got your priorities written in your goals. Then you create a plan on how you're going to tackle them. And then you actually schedule the time to do it. So I see it as a three-part process. Okay. And how specific do we have to be when setting goals? Like for my agency for Wingnut Social, I have a goal for revenue for the year. And that's kind of it. (laughs) And I look at it quarter. I do look at it quarterly and make sure we're staying on track. But should we be breaking those up daily, monthly, hourly, minutely? So I think we should be breaking them up quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily. So for example, a revenue goal, I think each quarter you're going to look at it and what am I doing? What's in my plan to help fulfill that goal each quarter? And I call them quarterly rocks. Um, I don't know if you've heard that term, what quarterly rocks are, what you're focusing in on that quarter. So 
There's a guy named Gino Wickman, and he has a whole framework, entrepreneurial operating system. And this is a concept that he really zooms in on in a lot of the literature that he has out there. Quarterly rocks are really helping you plan for that 90 days so that you can take another step toward that annual goal. But I actually think sometimes that's hard for people. That's even hard. So I always say, let's just start with today. (laughs) What are we doing today? And I'm a firm believer in having what I call a big three. So what are the three things that you're going to do today that get you a step further? So those three things um, have a couple qualifications. In order to make it to the big three list, they have to be things that you have a little bit of resistance to. Hmm. So if brushing your teeth is something that's going to happen automatically, like that's not in the list. Okay. Got it. Even if recording a podcast, if that's something that you're doing on a weekly basis, it's just kind of your routine. Maybe that's not even in the big three. But if reaching out to a prospective client, closing a deal, really trying to source something that seems impossible to source, that might be a big three because you've got some resistance to it. And it also then aligns with your ultimate, say, revenue goal. Yeah, if I do those things, then it's going to help affect the bottom line. So it's almost like the goals are your North Star, right? Mm -hmm. They're giving you that big 30,000 foot perspective. But when it comes down to a daily basis, you've got to kind of think, what are my big three things that happened today? So that's where I always say, Mike, we should start because it's the most manageable. Then we can kind of look at our week. And as we plan out our week, there should be a weekly big three. Again, that kind of align with the North Star, right? But what do you really want to happen this week that's not just going to happen automatically? So I'll give you, for example, for me, this is also a mix of personal and professional. And I don't think we can separate the two because I feel like our lives are just a big ball of yarn. Like our personal lives and our professional lives are very much intertwined because we can have our business on our phone instantaneously at any time, midnight or, you know, noon. Yeah. So in my big three, there's definitely something that has to do with my business, but there's always definitely something that has to do with my own, I mean, I'll use this big generic term, self-care, right? So I have a little philosophy I call two, two, two. So each week I try to do two strength workouts, two cardio and two yoga. So I write two, 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 because I do have resistance to that. Like it's something that could fall off the track unless it's part of my weekly big three. I don't know about you. What about you? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People have different calendars for personal and professional. They're making different lists. I think it all kind of needs to be put together because as you're working on your business, you might be thinking about what are you making for dinner or some kid you have to pick up, right? So your brain does not turn off one side of your world when it's dealing with the other. So I'm a firm believer that this whole goal setting, planning your day, week, month, quarter has to include both all aspects of your life, really. Are we writing this down or can we do this mentally? We are totally writing this down. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we are totally writing this down. Why? Because when you write it down, I mean, there's all these studies, right? We've all heard them. It goes in better. It goes in better and it actually helps you pause for a second and make it go in, actually. (laughs) So I use something called a full focus planner. I've got people that just use a Google Doc or a notepad and we can get all into reasons why I use what I use, but it does need to be written down. Oh, 
Do you have that? What's that? I have, it's a, just a plain old journal. And yeah. I, I'm very yeah. bad about it. If you're watching the YouTube channel, you can see. I'm very bad okay. about it. But I think like two months ago, I did put something in there. So... <laughs> So why do you think you're bad about like what happens? What happened? Two months ago, you were on it. What do you think? Too many shiny things. <laughs> too, yeah, too, many too many distractions. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I have a mental block. I mean, sometimes I am good about it, but sometimes I have a mental block about it. You know, it's hard to market your interior design business without a solid marketing strategy. It's key. It's like going into business without a business plan. That's something you definitely don't want to do. And if you're not in a position right now to delegate out your digital marketing, just to a full service done for you kind of situation, then you really, really need to take a look at Wingnut Social's social media marketing strategy. So the strategy is incredibly robust with everything that you will need to know on how to market yourself in the digital realm on any given social media channel in order for your ideal clients to find you and to grow your business. And it's amazing, but don't just take my word for it. Here's Stacy Martin from The Fresh Maker. Before using Wingnut Social, I was lost and crying in a dark corner of the internet. I had no idea how to really run my social media in a way that attracted those dream clients I was looking for and really grew my social media following. So as a longtime listener of the Wingnut Social podcast, naturally I reached out to Darla Powell and her awesome team for help and help they did. It was an amazing experience. I received a step-by-step tutorial on how to increase engagement, how to increase likes, and ultimately how to capture those dream clients and those dream projects I was really looking for. And the whole process just exceeded my expectations. I could not recommend Wingnut Social enough. They're so fun to work with. They really know what they're doing. And I am so glad I turned to them for help with my social media marketing. Wingnut Social, we love you. Thank you, Stacey Martin. We love you too. If you need help with your strategy for your interior design business, your architect firm, or if you're a to-the-trade manufacturer and you just have no idea what you're doing, then head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out the reviews for our strategy. It's incredibly robust and amazing and will take your business from meh to amazing. <laughs> wingnutsocial.com. So what do you tell your clients that aren't very consistent with writing it down? Help me out there, Andrea. Okay. So I like to say the past is a teacher, but not a fortune teller. So just because in the past you haven't been so great at it, first of all, doesn't mean you can't be great at it moving forward. All right. So that's number one. But number two is, so you're not taking the action of writing things down, right? Or writing down whatever you're focuses for that day. So that's kind of an inaction. Okay. I call it like an inaction, not an action, but an inaction. So all of our actions or inactions are really driven by how we feel. Okay. So you might be feeling some stress or some anxiety and you're like, that's the last thing I want to do. Right. Like, let's just get going here. Can we just start? I mean, why do I need to pause? Yes. 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 Right. Why do I need to pause? What's up with that? Yes. Right. And so there's a thought that's creating that anxiety, which is I have so many things to do. I mean, I just have a list or it's all in my head. I just got to get going. That's driven by some thought that you have. So what I always say is, what do you want to happen? At the end of the day, how do you want to feel? What do you want to say you have accomplished, if anything? My clients say, oh, I want to feel, I have everything on my list checked off. And I would love to feel accomplished or productive. Those are words I hear a lot. 
So I say, if you were to have written things down at the beginning of the day or the night before and kind of made decisions ahead of time as to what you were going to work on, what do you think would have happened? And, you know, yes, of course I would have gotten more done or of course I would have stayed focused. So it's almost like you've got to to go to the end game to help you feel and think what you need to feel in order to take the action. So it's not just going to happen overnight, right? You're Mm -hmm. not just going to change overnight. You've really got to examine what do I want in the end? So like a client the other day, she said, I just feel like there's so much going on and she's moving. So there is a lot going on. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with her, right? There's a lot going on. I don't know. I just have lists everywhere, but I feel like once I cross something off the list, another thing gets put on the list. And I (laughs) said, well, you know what? It's probably true. Yeah, you probably do keep putting things on the list. However, are you doing the things on the list that are really having the most impact, that are really aligning with where you want to be in a month? She's like, no, I just do the easy things first. I check those off first. Yeah, because your brain likes that little hit of dopamine, like you said, to think it's being productive. I am addicted. But in the end, yep. it's really not, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. She should read that book, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Have you ever heard of the book, Eat That Frog? Yes. Okay, so that's one of my favorite (laughs) phrases because I always say there's three reasons you're not, okay, here you go, Darla. There's three reasons you're not writing down what you want to write down. Number one is you're wearing your busy badge. Like instead of saying, hi, my name is Darla, it says, hi, my name is busy. You know, when people say, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. Okay, so your badge says so busy. All right, so you're caught in like the busy hustle. That's one reason it's not happening. Second reason is because you are not wanting to do what might be uncomfortable, like the hard thing, the thing that you have some resistance to. 100%. And the third thing is you haven't really figured out what is important because right now to you, everything might seem important. Now, you don't have to have all three of these things, right? You could just be guilty of one, (laughs) but how do we get past these? I mean, one of my ways is I literally say, eat the frog. You've got to eat the frog. So if anyone's not familiar with that, it's kind of like do the most important thing first before anything else. Yeah, because it's really gross. It is gross. (laughs) It is gross. Someone asked me why that, like what's behind that phrase? And I Googled it. It's because frogs leap and jump away. And so things get away from you during the day. Oh, I figured it was just because they must taste horrible. So you just want to get that out of the way. Well, that too. I think (laughs) that too. I think that's the thing too. Although, you know, on second thought, I've eaten frog's legs and they're actually delicious. Tastes like chicken. I know. Isn't it in some countries? That's like a, that's a delicacy, right? I used to eat them when I was a kid. That's another story. Uh, I hail from a long line of rednecks. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still here and you ate frog legs. Chicken gizzards and frog legs and and collard greens, which don't, let let me tell you, don't knock it till you try it. It's pretty good. Okay. So let's go back a bit to talking about the shiny objects. So you work with interior designers. You have a myriad of different clients and different genres. So interior designers, generally, as creatives, we are going to see some shiny shit. We are going to go. And that's how we brainstorm. It's how we see things. So we get ideas or the big ideas. I can speak for myself personally that not all the time, but a lot of times seeing a shiny thing or something can spark something that maybe should be a successful or long-term goal. You know what I mean? That's that's, so you get that creative, that divine spark. How do we know what is what? 
when you're developing new concepts or business? And when can we work in a shiny thing that might actually have legs? (laughs) Shiny thing that that's a fun image, actually. I like to say we all generate idea babies, right? Like, so you've got all these little idea babies, but you have to decide which ones you're going to feed so that they grow, (laughs) right? So whether we want these shiny objects to pop into our brain or not, they're going to come, right? So you've got to have a home for them. They've got to be parked somewhere. We have 60,000 thoughts a day, at least. And I sometimes picture our thoughts or our brains like a highway. You know, a lot of these major cities have these beltways, right, that go around cities. I live in Indianapolis, so we're going around 465. That, That surrounds the city. I want you to think about if there were no exits, no exits to get off, you would just keep going and going and going. So we've got to get off the highway with our shiny object go down the exit ramp and park it somewhere. So different methods for that, right? There's different methods for that. It could be a list. It could be a Trello board. It could be an Asana. It could be in whatever we have, but you got to park it. Then you've got to decide though, when are you going to go visit the parking lot, right? And I, going back to that quarterly, the quarterly rocks that we talked about earlier. So I think on a quarterly basis, you really do need to assess these new ideas because in order to really do anything, I don't want to say well, because we could whip something out in two days, right? If you had some great idea and you're like, oh, I want to start a new podcast. Well, we could start one tomorrow, Sure, (laughs) right? That does it, right? But in order for it to really get flushed out and be well-fed, it probably needs at least a month or two if we're talking about business. And if we're talking about personal thing like a habit, it definitely needs a month or two. So I always say you've got to have a parking lot somewhere and then you've got to go in there and assess what babies you're going to feed. And the babies that you choose probably should go back and align with whatever your one-year goals are. And that's then a yearly cycle in your business, those one-year goals. But that's kind of how I see it. Now with my interior design clients, (laughs) I had one this morning. I mean, she is all over the place, like all, I mean, truly all over the place. And I keep trying to reel her in, like reel her, come back, come back to me. And I think it's also what I've learned and what I was kind of reinforcing with her this morning is there's a difference between being interested in something and being committed to it. So these shiny objects, they're all very interesting. But which ones are you really going to commit to and see through? Those are two different things. I think we get frustrated that sometimes things aren't happening because we just really have too many interests and not enough commitments. So at the end of my call today, I was like, okay, what are you committing to? Like, just (laughs) tell me, write it down. What are you committing to? Not what you're interested in because we had a hundred things. Sure. But what are you committing to? So I don't know how that sits with you. No, it sits really well with me. I need someone to yank my ass into shape in that same way. Yeah. We'll talk after the chat. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about security in goal making versus risk in goal making. And you have some very interesting thoughts. It's a little counterintuitive, right? I'm sitting here thinking what it's going to be. Let's, Let's just do safe. Let's just do safe. But you like some risky goal making. Talk to us about that. The risky goal making kind of goes back to the exciting goal making in a way. Okay, so if we keep it safe, right, we're really honestly not as motivated to have it happen. Our brain is not going to get the dopamine hit that it's looking for, right? That's not going to get it. Yeah, right? So (laughs) 
It's got to be something that excites you and that you're going to jump up every morning and do, or like you're going to be excited to get out of bed and go do it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about smarter, again, one R represents realistic, while the other R represents risky. So if you also take into account the realistic, which is not safe, well, now let's explain that. You kind of cover, realistic sort of covers what you're looking for in terms of security. By realistic, I mean, in this season of life, is it realistic that this is actually going to happen? So I have another client. She just lived in Sweden for four months and she continued to run her business. Now, she has a great team. She had everything lined up and we spent time on that. But if she had said to me, hey, I think I want to go live in Sweden for four months. I don't really want to, I like tomorrow and I don't want to prepare it all. That's not going to cut it, right? Like that's not going to happen. So is it working out right now in your life? So if it is, then you've got space for risky. You don't have space for risky if you haven't considered all the other factors in creating goals in that smarter framework. So it's almost like investing. You have a certain percentage of your portfolio in bonds, a certain percentage in yeah. you know, the S&P, the 500 or whatever it is. And then you have that risky 10% or 20%, depending on your age. <laughs> yeah. So I actually recorded a podcast a couple of weeks ago and I didn't think about this, the portfolio analogy. I was just using that you had a jar of marbles. I used it. You had a jar of marbles. You had a hundred marbles. And how are you going to divvy them up? right? How are you going to divvy them up? So what were your priorities and how many marbles were going to go into each category? But I kind of like that portfolio analogy too. I'm going to borrow. I like that too, especially since I'm short a few marbles. <laughs> All right. So Andrea, before we get into the what up wing nut round, I want to speak to confidence making, confident decision making, I should say. And you say that making confident decisions can 10x your business results. Talk to us about that. I think really what everything boils down to is confidence. I say, hey, there's two elements in the secret sauce to success. There are systems, which I love. And even this goal making in a way is creating a system for yourself if you're following it. But the other element is mindset. And really the most important thing that you can have is confidence. And I'm not talking about the confidence of going to sing up on a stage, although that's great. I'm talking about the confidence to do those risky things. And that really means to quiet the little voice in the back of your head, right? That says, hey, I don't know. You sure about that? Maybe you should save that for tomorrow or you don't know what you're doing. So I call that voice a frenemy. So it's like the person in high school that, you know, thought they knew everything, but yet was sort of your friend. So it's like a frenemy. It thinks it's doing you a favor. That voice thinks it's like looking out for you, keeping you safe. They're safe, right? Keeping you safe. So we've got to really work on quieting the voice and saying, hey, thanks so much, my confidence breaker, frenemy voice. Thanks so much for reminding me, but the real Andrea is going to do this. Like, will the real Andrea please stand up? Will the real Darla please stand up? I'm (laughs) marching ahead. So I think if you think about women or men, that in your head, you're like, oh, they have so much confidence. What is it about them? It's probably that they've done a few risky things and made decisions to quickly 
and not sat on them forever and ever till things pass them by. So mm-hmm. confident decision-making, I think really is a way to 10X your business versus staying safe and comfortable. That doesn't get us anywhere. I 100% agree because yeah. uh, you're just daring greatly, right? So to go out and yeah. take those, if you don't take the risk, if you don't do the thing, you're not going to be successful at it, but you also have to be prepared. You are going to fail <laughs> sometimes, you know, you with are. some of these, you will. And to embrace that, because when you fall and you fail, you learn and then you dare even greater moving forward. I totally agree with and you. Trust me, that's coming from someone who's done both. <laughs> right. Failed and done well. Yeah. So I was preparing for this podcast and one of your questions is, what book do you recommend? And I yeah. actually thought, I'm like, should I say Daring Greatly? That was actually <laughs> part of, like, I don't know, that would be a good one. That's well, not we're going to find out. Though. We're going to find out <laughs> because Andrea Libros, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up When I am round? ready. All right. Ready. So ready. Now it's time for What Up Wing Night. Wing Night. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Honest, because I think being honest is kind. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food for life. What would it be? Spaghetti, because you need those carbs to keep going. Very nice. (laughs) And last but not least, recommend a book to the audience that has impacted you either personally or professionally, The Suspense. What is it? Essentialism. Have you read that book? (laughs) That sounds very familiar. Who wrote it? Greg McCowan. I might be butchering his last name. I think I have read it. Remind me what it's about. Why do you like it? So I think it's really fundamentally about designing and taking control of your life and directing, not thinking about things in terms of how much time you have, but how much energy you have. Oh, okay. So what kind of energy can you bring to things? And it's essentialism, he says, is a discipline of continuously defining where we can create the most value and then finding ways to execute it most effortlessly. That's his definition. So I think, and going back to our discussion, like what are your priorities? Where are you putting your marbles, right? That's really where you want to provide the most value to others or to yourself. And how can we make that happen with the least amount of effort? All right. I have not read that one. I was getting it mixed up with some, every now and then I like to read quantum physics books. I'm not the heavy ones, but the more woo-woo ones. So mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't that. Andrea Libros, please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and we will call it a day. All right. So they can head over to my website, which is my full name all spelled out, andrealibros.com. And I would encourage you, if you do go, there's a quiz at the top. So I would take that quiz because it's really going to get into what we talked about today. Like if I'm going after the shiny objects, why? It actually kind of helps diagnose the problem and gives you the solution. So andrealibros.com forward slash quiz. And another great place to find me is on Instagram or go listen to my podcast. I have a podcast called Time to Level Up. And you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. I named it that because we can always level up. There's never a better time than right now. That sounds amazing. (laughs) I'm definitely going to go tune in and subscribe. And don't be surprised when you see my name come through for that quiz on your website. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I can tell you as someone who definitely suffers from the latest, greatest shiny object thing, (laughs) that focus and mindset is something I need to work on. So thank you so much for joining us again, Andrea Libros. Be sure to go and check her out on her website. And you can head on over to the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast to get all of those details so you don't have to worry about writing any of that down.
Please go on over to wingnutsocial.com and sign up for the Wingnut webinar this month with Claire Jefford, all about pricing your services and making a profit. I mean, what's more important than that? Not a lot. Not a whole hell of a lot. Wingnutsocial.com. Wingnut Academy is launching in October. Sign up for news and updates on that. It is going to be amazing. It's going to blow the lid off of your social media marketing for Instagram, I'm here to tell you. And that's it for this week. Remember, until next time, get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Okay, let's dig in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. You can recommend a <laughs> edit. Andrea Libros, priest. Um, another edit, man. I was doing so well. Good boy, Mango.